Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain the leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. This is part three of my interview with my really great friend, Alex Absalom. And you'll notice there's a little overlap from the last session. I just really felt that it was important to tie the two together. So hope you enjoy this as much as I did. The prophetic gifts are meant to be normal and normative for every believer. And I think Paul thought that. So in mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 14 begins, follow the way of love. Yeah. Eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit or the spiritual stuff is actually the Greek. It's pneumaticos. Um, and then he says, especially that you might prophesy. Yeah. So Paul was saying he, we have explicit we have a, a command in scripture there, yeah. desire to prophesy. So we need to learn to lean into this stuff. Yeah. And I think it's one of the things we've tried to do is um, help make it accessible and approachable and almost demystify it, reverse engineer the process, mm-hmm. try and help people lean into it. Because I think, you know, and, and create safe um, guardrails so that it doesn't cause, you know, pastoral carnage in your wake. Um, and it can do that if it's misused, but it doesn't need to. Sorry, I'll let you jump no, in. No, 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 I'm just agreeing with you. I'm, I'm, my mind is spinning. As, you, as, you're, as you're talking about this, um, and I, I don't normally do this on a podcast, but I want to do this. Um, I know you have created some materials. I know at least there's a, there's a free book on Exponential that's a trailhead. Yeah. Um, how, how, because I think that, the word normative, the, 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 the prophecy ought to be normative. You, you know, we, we were, we've all come through those early days of God, what is your will for my life? But then we've come to a point where we're used to listening to the spirit. Most of us are, we, we know what the, what the Lord's saying about what to do next. It's getting over that hump of how do I listen to the spirit and be able feel confident enough to share what I'm hearing with another person. Mm-hmm. That's, that's important. I think, yeah. So, okay. So, so a few things I'll say around that. So I, obviously I agree with you. So I think it's, it's meant to be going back to the downline CTEP picture. Almost, it's meant to be quite simple and lightweight. I think often what we do is we make it feel like we're giving birth to a 20 pound pumpkin or something. It's mm-hmm. not meant to be like that. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, last Sunday in our church service, um, um, the, the, there was a sermon. I, I wasn't preaching so was a sermon, and um, there was response invitation time. And so I love to, both Hannah and I love praying for people. I love prayer ministry times. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's such a privilege. It's like you get to be spiritual midwives to what the Lord's doing in someone's life. So pray for a few people. There was, um, there was a young lady who'd come up and um she was to it, for her it was around just she was just wanting prayer around um like she sensed there was a new thing happening in her life and so she didn't really share a lot so i just started praying for her and the lord gave me a couple of prophetic words for her and it's just this it's this very tentative thing so it's actually uh, one of the things was in my mind's eye i could see her um with 
children and I could see I kind of I'd, I could see that she was like translating spiritual truths in such a way that little children could understand them and grasp them so it was like this little image in my mind that I could see and I kind of sensed I knew what was happening as she was doing this thing and I saw this kind of sense of translating spiritual truths for children and so I, I prayed that out loud um, and shared that with her because, and the reason I feel confident saying that out loud, the sidebar to step out of the story, is because 1 Corinthians 14.3 says prophecy is given to strengthen, encourage and comfort. Mm-hmm. So, I, so those, those are guardrails I'd all say to people. Mm-hmm. So if what you're sharing is strengthening, encouraging or comforting, uh, so it sounds like good news, in other words, mm-hmm. then I think you, you should generally go for it. Unless Jesus actively says don't, you know, it's like, but it's this sense of if you feel like you're meant to share it, then you should share it because... The worst case scenario is that's just something Alex made up, but I've still encouraged her. And the Bible says to encourage one another. So it's still a win for the kingdom, even if it turned out to be all me. So I shared this thing with her and she starts crying. Um, And I was thinking, well, it wasn't that profound a word, was it? Um, Mm -hmm. She starts crying and, you know, and I had a bit more and I prayed a bit more for her and prayed it in because obviously the spirit was moving. And then when she, after a few minutes, she kind of, you know, regained her composure. She said, um, uh, I've been, praying about my future, she said, in the service today, so this is like 45 minutes earlier, um, we, had the, some of the, we had the children come in for some of the worship time. And she said, I was standing at the front, there was this row of kids right at my feet, like seven-year-olds. And I was there pr- praying and I was saying, God, would you show me how to teach these kids? Would you show me how to keep them spiritually? Because I want to be able to invest into the next generation. And then the course hour later, she's at the front, some guy she's never met before, prays that prayer over her and shares that with her so at that point she's incredibly impacted yeah and and i mean it was nice for sure me because i'm super encouraged as well because i'm like wow i really did hear jesus thank you jesus you know Um, and so it's super encouraging me but you know i'm so pumped for her because jesus met her in that moment and and that's an example of spiritual midwifing which is you know she's prayed that prayer and she, she might you know she i'm sure she would have lent into say working with kids in some way anyway mm-hmm. but now it's like she's got rocket boosters on that yeah because she's like i know this is what jesus wants me to do mm-hmm. and she's going to try stuff i'm sure and experiment and everything will work perfectly but she's got this sense of direction and alignment from the spirit and i think um and just to go back to that moment when i was praying over her it wasn't like i heard it in um panoramic uh scenery <laughs> with you know surround sound and you know angels trumpeting everything else it was just this real low-key thing which quite honestly i could have easily skipped past and it's really just through practice over you know over many years of just learning not to skip past those things and to get over the bit of my brain that goes oh that's just you alex um and actually leaning into the spirit and trusting that he's at work there let's talk for a second about that's just you alex um, one of the things that I always taught people in our church was don't ever say this is a word from God. You know, yeah. don't get a God voice on. Uh, yeah. Just go, um, I wonder if this means anything to you. Exactly. And if it does, if it's a word of the Lord, it, it's going to strike oil. If it's not, well, then, you know, no risk. Uh, you, you won't even risk yeah. being embarrassed. It's just, I had this thought, yeah. I wonder if this means anything to you. We were doing a, a a little bit of a. Oh, actually, we ha- it was kind of a learning to, learn to pray with others, learn to prophesy, 
And one of the things that they would do was, uh, my wife was very deep into this, but they, they, you know, you get somebody in the hot seat, you got five or six people who are kind of going through the word, trying to learn how to do these things. And so they put one person in a chair and they could say one word and then everybody would just pray for four or five minutes. And then if something came to your mind, share Mm. it with that person. So they're getting pretty good at this. Mm. This is all in the church. So it's pretty safe. Mm-hmm. And you're not you're not at work with you know the person on the the business machine next to you or whatever, but um, that so then they did a thing where somebody just sits in the chair and everybody prays they don't say a word, mm-hmm. and then and one guy had had a it's like a spiritual gift of cartooning, he would draw pictures he was a very good artist, <laughs> and people would burst out into tears when they'd see his little uh-huh. picture, but. This this one lady, her her name is Patience. She's a wine lady, wonderful, wonderful, godly woman. They were praying over this this other lady, and and Patience gets all embarrassed, and she says, "I have to say this because I think, I think I'm supposed to say it, but it feels so wrong. It feels dumb." And she goes, "The the words that I thought I heard." were Lewis and Clark and the woman in the chair bursts into tears. Her daughter is in the process of choosing a college to go to. And one of the three that she ended up in is Lewis and Clark college in Oregon. And uh, here we are in Hawaii when this is going on. So, you know, we see the, the, the biggest obstacle, I think, I mean, the biggest obstacle is often our theology, but if our theology is right, the next biggest obstacle is our fear of being wrong, our fear of, yeah. of, of harming somebody. And if there's ways yeah, yeah. Of, of, of wrapping the package so it's not hurtful, if somebody's, you know, we're supposed to, First Corinthians 14, judge the prophecies. We want to always yeah. make room for that individual to say, thank you, but that's not from God, or that's not for me, uh, however that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I love that story. That's a great story. Um so one of the things we'd say to people is, um, so I agree with you. So I'll, I'll joke then say, you are never, ever, should you say, thus saith the Lord or something like yes, that. Yes. I, I said, I've prayed. And if you do that, Jesus is going to transport me to you with a rusty sword. and I'm going to chop your legs off because it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's, so, it's so manipulative. Yes, it uh, is. It's not, and a part one of our values has to be we honor the individual, we honor the person. Right. So they need to take ownership of it. It's not my job to become the prophecy enforcer. In fact, early on, when I realized that I quite a strong, the Lord gave me quite a strong prophetic gift, I prayed and said, God, I don't want to remember prophecies that I give people. And I, li- I will forget them almost instantly. So when I pray with people, I've learned to get voice memos out on the phone. If I sense it's going to be prophetic, and I can give that to them because I will forget people come up to me and say, that word you had. And I'm like, I, can't remember it but but never do that and so even when i'm showing something and i've got i like yeah i really think this is jesus i'll never hint that so i'll say hey you know you just need to weigh this or it might just be me or maybe i had too much cheese last night or whatever you know and just because you can laugh in these moments it's fine and just say but i want you to wait particularly if i sense it's a bit weightier I really emphasize that. And they need to take it and own it for themselves because they've got to, they're the ones who've got to process it with Jesus. I think the prophetic is, I think we misunderstand it in a variety of ways. One is 
prophetic moments when you have a prophecy it's not it's not necessarily a done deal i think it's it's much more of an invitation mm-hmm. so the analogy i i could use would be it's like you're walking through a beautiful house and you're on the second floor and you look out the landing window and you see this gorgeous garden uh, and you think oh i'd love to go and walk around that and that's the picture you see but you still got to walk you still got to walk down the stairs and through the hallway and out the back door and along the path to get to the garden and I think the prophetic's like that. It's not so much a doorway to march through in that moment. It's often a window to see through about where you might be headed in partnership with Jesus. It's like an invitation a lot of the time. Mm. Uh, so, I think, so I think it's it. And therefore, and it's not always going to be forward advancing. Sometimes prophetic words are now moments. They're like they help you get insight into the present day. This is that. Uh, or sometimes they look backwards like that word of knowledge you that that young woman where well, the woman got about her daughter at the college um so so i think there's that and i think also with prophecy one of the way another ways we get we misunderstand it is we we don't realize the difference between old and new testament prophecy yeah so um you know in the old testament the holy spirit is not poured out on all believers so hence it's when someone you get this odd person crop up and they say i've got the word of the lord it's x and we have a binary system at that point which is either they're right and we must obey or they're wrong and we have to remove them from the community because they're going to lead us all into sin in the new testament the emphasis is completely different the holy spirit's brought out all believers and hence you have scripture like you mentioned first corinthians 14 first thessalonians 5 19 to 22 talks about the same thing which is don't quench the spirit don't treat prophecies with with contempt but test it all yeah. uh, and so we're meant to weigh stuff we're meant to process it and i think the onus now in since since you know since christ ascended and poured out spirit is we 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 have to weigh this stuff and and with the gifts of the spirit they don't just appear in our lives fully formed they appear in often in seed form and they need time to grow and to flourish and we understand that with the more overtly natural gifts but it's you know like say teaching or Mm -hmm. hospitality but it's equally true with the more overtly supernatural gifts like say healing or, or prophecy or whatever it is they're not you are not going to suddenly appear as like the perfect prophetic word person yeah. you're going to get stuff wrong you're going to make mistakes and that's part of the learning journey yeah yeah walking with the spirit is living in the sandbox like a little kid it is, it is. and it's going to be that all our lives until we get to glory and you know how things work there i don't know but but in this what in this life we are you are never going to be 100 percent. that's right that's right um and i think so therefore get, we Obviously, we try and get better. And I think there are things we can learn from sure. and best practices. But at the same time, we need to have grace for ourselves and for others. And so that's why you're saying, you know, don't start saying this is God's word to you. It's like, have, be gentler. And then try and keep within the First Corinthians 14, 3, encourage strength and comfort. And yeah. um, always operate from that place of love for the person. You know, if I, even if I've only got 30 seconds with that person, I think the test of a good prophetic word is does that person feel loved yeah yeah moment and that's through me like the way i speak the way i communicate the way if i put a hand on them you know that sort of thing but also what the word itself does it feel loving even if it's a challenging word they still feel grace and love in that moment mm-hmm. yeah and that can be difficult to 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 approach the challenging word you know i have a a, a phone mm-hmm. call that i i think i need to to make, I had a friend who just really went off the rails the other day in front of a bunch of people. And, mm-hmm. I, I, and I think the word can wait. It can wait until the pro- appropriate moment. It's, 
it's in the it's in my heart, but I'm going to be careful about how I how I deliver it. Well, we're going to go ahead and kind of land the plane here, but I want to I want to know uh, the people who are going to be listening to this are going to want to know where where can I get a little bit more of the wisdom of of Alex? And I I know that there's a book that you wrote that's on exponential right now that would be a good mm -hmm. starting point, and then mm -hmm. something else, anything else. So we have a website, which is dandelionresourcing.com. Uh, and there's we every week, Ken and I do a free video thing around natural, supernatural discipleship and missions. So, and I know quite a few people will share those in their churches or use them to teach with. So they're, they're like 10 minutes sort of thing. So they're very quick and short and sweet. So that, that's great there. Um, and we but we do we do training and speaking so we have um we've got some online courses so particularly the naturally supernatural course mm -hmm. um which does lots of resources and we that, that comes with course books and it's it's very kind of it's trying to be biblical and also practical coaching in areas like we've some stuff we've been talking about so that would be worth checking out um and then we're just um you know we'll, we'll do online cohorts and we do little teaching things and sometimes just a couple of sessions, sometimes longer chunks of time. And, and then we'll also travel and speak and work with churches as well. Yeah. So, so if people are interested in any of this stuff, you know, just shoot us a message through the website or you can find me on social media Super. and all the guys. And I'd love to do that. Great. Thanks so much for doing this. I, I, you don't, you have no idea how much I appreciate this. You're so, it's a real honor to be with you, mate. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate your investment to the wider church and just want amazing, um, uh, Father in the Lord you are to so many people so thank you, it's a real privilege to be with you Ralph Thank you, thank you Let's keep in touch, thank I really, you. I love being with you man, it's so cool yeah. and you know if you're up this way or if we come sure. down Okay and we'll do this again I, I really want to do this again I'd love that, it'd be a real honour Alright, thank you If you enjoyed today's podcast be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmore.net